0: Welcome to the Heme Consults podcast, a weekly inspiration infusion for women of color and hematology. Dear women of color in hematology, Heme Consults is your personal space to rest, recharge, and renew your spirit with a weekly infusion of inspiration from hematologist Dr. Toyasi Onwemina. Every Sunday, Dr. Anwemina will remind you that you are a superstar and have everything you need to succeed in your incredible career as a hematologist. Welcome to the Hematology Sisterhood that will transform your world. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. I am your host, C. Anwemina, hematologist, clinician researcher, Educator and coach. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to listen in today, as we talk about demonstrating excellence. Yeah, I'm asking you today to demonstrate excellence, and the theme scripture for today is 2 Timothy chapter two, verse fifteen. I'm going to start out by telling you, O oh woman of color in hematology, that you are excellent. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. And I need you to see and appreciate your excellence. In fact, can I get you to just pause right now, a woman of color in hematology? Can you just pause and say, I am excellent? Mm, I'm not sure that was loud enough. I'm not sure I even heard that. Can you say an I am excellent? Yes, I am excellent in everything I do. Because woman of color in hematology, you are excellent. Holy goodness, you are excellent. I know that because you didn't come this far without being excellent. But somehow you're struggling with the idea that you are excellent. Somehow you're thinking you are not excellent. But you are. And I need you to see it and appreciate it. Because the first person who receives the gift of your excellence is you. And if somehow you don't appreciate that you are excellent, how can you benefit from the gift of your excellence? How can anybody else benefit from the gift of your excellence unless you have agreed that you are excellent? And you are. But as long as you don't acknowledge it, then you don't have it because you can't see what you have. And how can you gift to somebody else what you don't even know that you already have? And that is why, a woman of color in hematology, I am asking you to appreciate and acknowledge your excellence right this moment. And okay, so maybe it seems hard to believe right now. Maybe it does. And that's why I am here to remind you that you are excellent. I'm here to remind you. You weren't supposed to get into medical school, but you did. I'm here to remind you that you weren't supposed to graduate, but you did. I'm here to remind you that somehow you weren't supposed to get into residency, but you did. And I'm here to remind you that you weren't supposed to make it as far as you did, but you did. You did because you are excellent. And I want you to see it and appreciate it because, yes, you are excellent. And I want to invite you to start living in a new place of living and appreciating that excellence. All right, woman of color in hematology, let's talk now about today's episode, which is called Demonstrate Excellence. And that is both the title of this podcast episode and it is also my call to action to you. Woman of color in hematology, you better demonstrate excellence. You are excellent and it's time to demonstrate it consciously and intentionally. So the story I want to share again comes from the story actually honestly this is not that long ago. It's only a few years old where I was in an environment at work where somehow I just wasn't I just wasn't very good <laughs> for many reasons I just wasn't showing up in a way that I was satisfied with. Other people around me were satisfied with either. And some of that was that I was first call. So what does it mean to be first call? It means that whenever there's a problem and the nurse is taking care of the patient says, I need to talk to somebody to help me right now. The first person they call is you. And as you all know, or may not know, in medicine, there's usually, you know, a graduated level of responsibility, especially in a hospital-based practice. In an academic medical center, well, usually the first point of contact is an intern. So someone who is kind of like the earliest in their training. And sometimes if there's a medical student sub-I, they might be the first point of contact. Usually by the time you get to the attending, you've passed through a couple of people. And so the kinds of problems that tend to come to the attention of the attending are challenges that are more not doing challenges, but a more, it's more of like hmm, thinking challenges. Like we haven't experienced this problem in this way. Help us, give us your thoughts as to how to solve this problem. And so the kinds of problems that can come to people who are early on in their career, who have first call, are, are usually simple problems or relatively speaking, more straightforward problems. For example, in an inpatient setting, the patient has constipation, Dr. and <laughs> You know, the intern helps to take care of that. Or no one has ordered this medication correctly. They ordered this version of calcium, but we have that version. Can you fix the order? Because we can't give the patient the medication unless you change the order. Those are the kinds of questions that can come to pay, to people who are first call. And this is not to trivialize the role of somebody who is first called. Problems come to the person who's first call. Uh, doctor? Uh, we can't get a pulse on this patient, yes <laughs> those kinds of calls come as well, but far and above, for the most part, many of the calls that come to first call are are kind of for the most part in the grand scheme of things a little bit smaller in general. so a few years ago, I was the first call attending, and actually honestly, I'd been first call attending for many years. And um, and we were having a problem with calcium. And I'm just going to pause and say, you know, I love calcium. There's calcium chloride. There's calcium gluconate. And I, I really was excited when I was an intern. Um, maybe, gosh, when was I an intern? 13 years ago. No, I was an intern 16 years ago. Anyway, that's not relevant. But just to say that when I started as an intern and people would call me and say, Dr. Nwemina, we need calcium chloride because we no longer have calcium gluconate. I was like, oh my gosh, someone's calling me a doctor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I am the doctor. And I will fix your calcium gluconate problem right now. But you know, 16 years later, or actually at the time, maybe 13, 14 years later, it wasn't so fun. I was like, yeah, okay, there's no calcium chloride. Why are you calling me in the middle of the night again? Why did you decide to wake me up to tell me about this problem? Why isn't this something that somebody else can fix? It just got old. It did. It did. And so anyway, I was doing it because I was supposed to do it. And I was like, okay, I'll be first call. I'll do this calcium thing. I mean, among there were other things. There were other things that the first call person needed to do. But one of them, and the one that sticks in my mind is the one I didn't love. was this thing about calcium, calcium, calcium. Dr. Wimena, you didn't order it correctly. Oh, you put in the wrong rate. Oh, Dr. Wimena. Well, you put in at a rate of 150, but we really need a rate of 170. Yeah, I struggled with that. Anyway, so (laughs) I was in resistance to this thing. I I really didn't like being called about calcium. I I didn't actually. And instead of doing something about it, I became passive aggressive. Mm, I really did. And can I just pause and say passive aggressive is not excellent just in case, you know, it's on the table. It's the elephant in the room. I just want to call it out. Passive aggressive is not excellent. And I was passive aggressive. And how was I passive aggressive? I didn't stop and say, can we solve this calcium problem once and for all? Or I didn't stop and say, can I not be the person who gets called about the calciums? Can I just not? Can I just be not it? And you know, to be honest, I had agency. I could have done that. But no, I was trying to be the attending who does everything and does it with a smile. I have to tell you that if your heart is not smiling, it doesn't matter how big the smile is on your face. If you're going to live in alignment, your heart and your face should smile together. And if for whatever reason, there are things in your life where your heart and your face are not in sync, then you need to go get your heart rate. Right. <laughs> but I did not do that. My uh, face was smiling. My heart was not. My heart was kind of annoyed. Anyway, you know, you can only do that for so long. So I did it for so long, but the resistance kept building up in me. And I finally got to this point where they would call me about calcium. And number one, I would stall to return the page. I'm like, oh no, they're calling me about calcium again. And I would just not respond. And I'll be like, you know, 30 minutes later. Hey, you called me. I was really busy. What's up? Ah, the calcium order again. Uh-huh. You need me to change it from 150 to 155. Got it. hmm Sure. I'll do that in 30 minutes. What? Captain woman. No, this is an emergency. <laughs> oh my goodness. I just didn't really share that experience. I just didn't share that. I just was like, yeah, it's not an emergency for me. Uh, Because when I put in the orders yesterday, you told me 150 and now it's changed. I'm okay with the change, but you can't now make it an emergency. Yeah, I was struggling with that. I wasn't excellent. So I just need to say that again. Because instead of just, you know, calling a spade a spade, instead of saying, you know what, I'm not going to be that person anymore who does the calcium orders. I'm just not going to be because, you know, I'd rather just, do other things. Instead, I pretended I was okay with doing it and I was doing a poor job because you know what? To the nurse on the other end of the line, it was an emergency, kind of, sort of. It was like, I need you to do it right now because if I'm doing 170 milliliters per hour, but your order says 150, it doesn't look good for me. And so to be honest, I I wasn't being very excellent. You know, I was dragging and, and showing up in resistance. Anyway, that was one of one of one of a couple of problems in this situation. But eventually, you know, what were people saying about me? They're like, oh, Dr. Lemon is just not very responsive. We call her and it takes her a long time to respond. and, And then she doesn't do the order like she's supposed to. She puts it in wrong. Oh, my goodness. They really did start to complain about me. And um, and it finally got to a point when the complaints got to me. Right. Finally. Finally, they got to me. They got to me through a channel where I had to pay attention to them. I finally was like, you know, no, no, I know. I know the remediation is for me to go and get better about putting in these calcium orders. But you know what? I don't want to do this. Yeah, that kind of came as a surprise because they're like, wait a minute. You're always smiling when we tell you to do this. You're like, of course, I'm on it. And so, yeah, I, I shocked people when I finally, like, you know, aligned my heart and my smile, my face. Right. I finally people were like, wait a minute, you don't love doing this. You don't love it when we call you all the time. It's like, no, I, I actually do not. And you know what? Don't call me anymore. <laughs> uh, OK, that was the story. And you're like, yeah, what does this have to do with demonstrating excellence? Well. um. Let's share some of the lessons I think came to me from this, this story about demonstrating excellence. You know, when your heart and your, and your face are not aligned, it is a problem. And you know what? It's not a problem for other people most of the time because they can't always tell that your heart is not smiling. They can only see your face. And you may be fooling them. You may be fooling the people around you, but you're not fooling yourself. And that is the problem. And part of demonstrating excellence is aligning your heart and your body. And by heart, I don't mean the thing, the organ that's pumping inside your body, right? By heart, I'm talking about like the seat of your emotions. If there are things you are unhappy about, but you're pretending that you're happy about them, that is not demonstrating excellence. That is a problem. And I think I hear people saying, but everybody does that. And just because you don't feel good about something doesn't mean everybody has to know. I get that. I do get that. And maybe that makes sense once in a while. Maybe that makes sense once in a blue moon. You can't be happy all the time. Okay, if that's your confession, sure. But no, I'm talking about this is you. Every time you're upset about something, every time you're angry and you're showing up with this huge smile where people can't tell that you hate what they're asking you to do, that is not excellent. It's not excellent. Because you know what? You're not demonstrating excellence to yourself. Other people may think you're excellent. Other people may be fooled, but you are not fooled. I wasn't fooled. I hated this thing where I kept getting called first thing about calcium orders and other things that first call people have to take care of. And I kept thinking, I was like, but I came this far as an attending, so I wouldn't have to be first call. Why am I still doing it? And you know what? Other people didn't mind doing it. So this wasn't like one of those things where it's like, everybody hates it. Other people don't mind, but I minded. I minded. And who did I tell that I minded? Nobody. I just sucked it up. And did I I reframe and say, I might mind this, but this is my job and I love it? I didn't. I was like seething inside and smiling on the outside, but I was in resistance. And so there was this passive aggressiveness that was coming out of me where I wasn't responding like I was supposed to because I didn't want to respond and so I wasn't demonstrating excellence because I wasn't demonstrating integrity there was a disconnect between how I was feeling and how I was showing up and it's okay if you have to do that every once in a while but when that becomes your reality oh my goodness you're lying to yourself you're not demonstrating excellence and you're not coming out in excellence and you know what you kind of do communicate with to people that you're not excellent and so honestly People looked at me as the doctor who wasn't very responsive, especially when she got calls about calcium. I was kind of like, almost like I was sneering at people like, oh, calling me about this unimportant thing, but it was important to them. And if I had let them know that, you know what, this is just not my thing, then I would have freed them up to stop having an expectation that I was going to be excited about it when they called me. And then I maybe could have freed myself up to do something different, to actually advocate for myself and say, you know what, this calcium thing is killing me. Can I do something different? And I know it seems so simple, it seems so straightforward, but it's so important that our hearts are aligned with our bodies, that how we feel inside is consistent with the way we show up in the world. And so what we do is we work so hard on contorting our bodies to show up the right way when inside we're like dying. And what we really need to do is do the inner work. You got to do the inner work. You can't be excellent when the inner work is left undone. And what does the inner work look like? It looks like showing up in life in the things that matter and are significant to you. And if someone's giving you something to do that doesn't feel that significant to you, ask for a different job. Rework your job description. Maybe you need to find a different job. Maybe you need to find a different role within your organization, within your institution. I don't know what it is. But it is not okay and it is not excellent to be divided where inside of you you're angry and you're seething and outside of you you're pretending that everything is okay. That is not excellent. All right, that was not excellent. I was not excellent. Lesson number two is that excellence is a gift you first give to yourself. I'll reframe that. Excellence is a gift you give to yourself. First the gift of excellence is a gift that must must first be given to me i must first give myself that gift before it can be gifted to anybody else and many times we're living in this place where we're trying to impress other people we're trying to make them think we're excellent and we haven't given ourselves the gift first and the truth is if you have not yet given yourself the gift of excellence you can't gift it to other people. You just can't. You can't gift what you don't have for yourself, what you haven't taken ownership of. You can't gift it. Like, okay, if it's like one of those, you know, I think we do like, you know, you do Secret Santa and it's one of those games where everybody brings a gift, you put it under the tree, you go select a gift, you unwrap it. If you like it, you keep it. If you don't like it, you go get a gift that somebody else has. You know, it's a gift that It may not be yours. It may be yours. You can easily give it away. It's not really yours, but you're not really gifting it if it's not from you. But to gift it, if you're going to gift something, you first of all need to take ownership of it and then you can gift it. So if you're going to be excellent, if other people are going to find you to be excellent, you got to give yourself the gift first. You got to give yourself the gift first. And if for whatever reason, oh woman of color in hematology, other people are thinking you're excellent, but you're not thinking you're excellent, then something is wrong. You've got to pause and first of all, give yourself the gift of your excellence. You, you've got to own it for yourself before you give it to other people. I think the third lesson I learned from my story is that no one should enjoy the gift of excellence more than you. Nobody should. If I'm excellent, other people shouldn't be enjoying it and I am not enjoying it, right? Let's say I sucked it up and I was like, yeah, this calcium ordering thing, I'm really good at it. I'm going to keep going with it. Great. But I wasn't in that space. I wasn't aligned. And so other people were like, oh, great, she did it. She, she put in the orders for me. And they enjoyed my excellence when I was excellent, but I didn't. Because I was like, "Eh, it's not even what I want to be doing. So nobody should enjoy the gift of your excellence more than you. you shouldn't, people shouldn't be able to say, my gosh, she's such an excellent doctor. And you're not an excellent person to yourself. Nobody should be able to say, oh my gosh, she's such an excellent physician. And the people in your family don't experience you as excellent. Mm-hmm. Because when you show up, you're grouchy, you're pouty, you're yelling all the time. What kind of person are you? But your patients think you're the best thing since sliced bread. What is that? No one should enjoy the gift of excellence more than you, and by virtue of you enjoying it, the people around you enjoy it because when you enjoy yourself and the gift of excellence that comes from you, the people around you enjoy it too. When you are aligned with yourself and your values are aligned with the way you show up in the world, holy cow, you're an amazing person to live with, and how you know that you are not showing up in excellence. You look at the people who are closest to you and see how they experience you. Mm -hmm. They're your mirror. If you have children, your children are your mirror. If you're married, if you have a partner, a spouse, your partner, your spouse is your mirror. If you have siblings who are close to you, those are your mirrors. If you have close friends, they are your mirrors. The people who are closest to you, your mom and dad, they are your mirrors. You ask them. You ask them. Would they consider you an excellent person? Because they can tell you. They can tell you. If you are not gifting yourself the gift of your excellence and enjoying it first, they can tell you. So what are my calls to action? I think my first call to action is for you to define for yourself what excellence means. I need you to define it. It's so important because the problem is that other people have been defining it for you. They're like, well, you're excellent if you say yes every time we ask you. Or they'll say, you're excellent if you don't complain when we give you something poor to do, something that you don't want. Or you're excellent if you kiss up to the boss. You know, they have many definitions of excellent. They'll tell you, they'll tell you what their definitions of excellence is or their definition of excellence is. They'll tell you. But I want you to pause and define for yourself what excellence means. And I don't presume to tell you how to define excellence. Yeah, there are dictionary definitions and all that. But I'm pausing to define excellence for you as alignment between your heart and your body. That you are not showing up in the world different from how you feel inside. I'm asking you to think about that as a new definition of excellence. But I don't ask you to take my definition. I want you to define excellence for yourself. And the reason I'm asking you to define it for yourself is call to action number two. I want you to only do things that you consider excellent. I want you to only show up in spaces that you consider excellent. You deserve excellence. You deserve for yourself to be excellent. Everything around you may not be excellent, but you deserve your own excellence as a gift to yourself. I want you to begin to live only in the space of excellence. No, no, you've 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 shortchanged yourself for a long time. You have. You've um you've settled for things that you shouldn't settle for. Now I'm calling you. I'm calling you to only do things this week. Just make up your mind. This week, I'm only gonna show up excellent. And that's excellent, not for other people's definitions. Remember we said there's a definition other people have for you. I'm talking about your definition of excellent. I want you to show up in that definition this week. And in fact, I want you to take it a step further and only show up this week in spaces that you consider excellent. And if there is not excellence in that space, don't show up. Just say, hey, I'm not available this week because this is not an excellent space because you are an excellent person and you deserve excellence. And so it's either you bring the excellence or you don't show up. And what does that mean? Sometimes you bring the excellence and as soon as you enter into a space the excellence flies out the door. Okay, that's not a space for you because clearly your excellence is not showing up there. I'm inviting you this week, this week only. You can decide how you how you show up next week, but this week I want you to only show up in spaces that you consider excellent. And call to action number 3 is I wanna ask you to wake up every morning this week and make a commitment to excellence. I want you to wake up this morning, tomorrow morning, and the morning after that, the morning after that, seven days from now. I want you to wake up every morning and make a commitment to excellence. Make a commitment that you're gonna be excellent. You're gonna show up excellent. You're only gonna show up in spaces that are excellent. Have excellent meals, have excellent conversations, have excellence in everything you do, Use only excellence in whatever it is you're doing. I don't know what you're going to do this week. You're traveling. Travel excellently. You're having conversations. Have conversations excellently. You're having meals. Mm, Have excellent meals. This week, I ask you, please, commit to excellence just this week. Go back to your old ways after the week if you want to. But I'm asking you to make a commitment to excellence this week. Now, if you've been listening and there's someone who needs to make a commitment to excellence to themselves first, gifted as a gift to themselves, I want you to invite them to subscribe to this show. If you've benefited, if if, if there has been anything that you're like, oh, this has been so good to me, I need you to invite other people to participate in it with you. And you might be like, but they're not women of color in hematology. Ask them to just listen anyway. And if they resonate, they can decide. If they're women of color in hematology or not. And then, if you have a team, especially a team of women of color in hematology, and you're like, they need to hear Dr. Womena talk, they need her to come and talk to them about gifting themselves the gift of excellence, you should invite me to come talk to your team. Or maybe you just want me to talk to only you. <laughs> I laugh because this message is not for keeping to yourself. It's for sharing. And so think about it. If you want me to come talk to only you, let me know. Let's talk about it. You can find me on Facebook at Um, You can find me on LinkedIn at ToyaC.Unwemina. You can find me on Instagram at Coach, And on YouTube at Coach as well. Yeah, send me a DM. And tell me, tell me about the people who need to hear the message of first giving themselves the gift of excellence. And if that's you, I'll start by sharing the message again with you. But I'm hoping that you will give the gift of your excellence to the people around you by inviting me to talk to more than just you. All right. I'm going to end by saying, oh, woman of color in hematology, you are excellent. You are. I'm not asking you to go be excellent. You already are. What I'm asking you to do is receive the gift of your excellence. Receive it for yourself first and then gift it as a gift to other people. Yes, this week I'm asking you to go out and demonstrate excellence because imagine what kind of place the world becomes, your world becomes, when you wake up each morning a demonstrated commitment to excellence. All right, it's been a pleasure talking with you today. I look forward to talking with you again next time.